the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Uh, is it official now, Lake? Got robbed by voter fraud? Yeah, what did you expect? Good thing I prepped you going into the race that the Democrat mafia strongholds would hold. In the meantime, does it look like Biden got notified that the bombing in Poland, which he thought was Paul Pelosi's new boyfriend and another DUI, the bombing in Poland happened after he asked for $37 billion? This is a way to cover up. The fact that the FTX and Sam Bankman fried, freed, who gives a rip, all linked to Ukrainian government, all linked to the Democrat mafia. In fact, I said yesterday he was the number two donor. That's because the record showed $39 million to the Democrat mafia. As of today, it's $72 million, and it's counting. Because it turns out FTX was a money laundering scheme. Yes, indeed. They were all wired into Ukraine. And it also turns out Sam Bankman fried, freed, whatever. His auntie, his auntie is a high-end executive at the World Economic Forum. Where Anthony Scaramucci, never Trumper scum, gave a talk eight months ago about how great it was that we were going to fund the Nazis in Ukraine. With cyber currency. Oh, very wonderful. It's a tangled web we weave. But what would distract that? Ooh, I know. World War Three, the Gulf of Tonkin. That would distract everybody. Now, everybody wave a flag and blind, blindfold yourself with it. And whatever you do, don't ask what good information the, came out of the military in the last 70 years. Don't ask that. Russia launching a major missile attack in cities all across Ukraine and now reports that a missile crossed into NATO territory. But wait a minute. I just saw the movie star, the, 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 the dwarf from Ukraine in his $700 T-shirt, Zelensky. I just saw him celebrate. We won the war. We won the war. $37 billion ties to Ukraine through the FTX Ponzi scheme. And now missiles. Boy, oh, boy. That's credible. And by the way, Katie Hobbs won the election. <laughs> and no, let's not forget the rest of the Democrat senators. That's right, Senator Fetterman. You too. You're a big winner too. Killing two people in Poland. Our senior foreign affairs correspondent, Greg Palak. Were they mercenaries by any chance? Did we sacrifice some more mercenaries for World War III? Ah, your sacrifice leads to the cover-up of 
billions. The last time we talked, we were talking about philanthropy. And I know you set up working with the Ukrainian government ways to use crypto to raise money for the government. I just wanted to ask you quickly. You're going to actually hear Sam Bankman Fried's voice. Squirrel, get excited. This is probably, arguably, the hero of the Democrat Party and clearly a genius. Because obviously they've also changed the rules, concerns about sort of spillover effects and substitution away from their currency. Yep. How much money did you raise and what do you think about this as you know, a tool for the governments, but also the risks associated with it too? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that gets to the point that this can be a great thing for the world, I think. He sounds like a nine-year-old masturbation addict. It can also be a really messy thing. Um, but I, I, I think that, that at its core, you know, we've we've seen uh, millions of dollars go through, um, you know, the systems we, we've given. I think something close to a million ourselves as well uh, to support, uh, you know, humanitarian aid um, and, and growth in Ukraine. And I, you know, I think when you think about what it would take to see billions given to Ukraine, how much return to the Democrat mafia through FTX? How many Ukrainian people trusted FTX? After all, their government was all interwoven with this Ponzi scheme fraud. Get, uh, you know, to get funds both to the, the government there where we do have a relationship with the Ukrainian government um, for raising capital um, for them using cryptocurrencies um, that, that runs through FTX. That, that, um, you know, whether it's getting money to the government or whether it's getting money... I got $50 says he doesn't have pants on during this. Um, to individuals there in need, um, you know, there are literally tanks outside of the banks. And, 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 and You notice how all of these punks, all of these valley girls, these children, all use the word literally? Literally, literally, literally. I'd literally like to slap the taste out of your mouth, scam artist. This gets to, I think, one of the you know, places where it can be really important to have a fully digital banking system. Huh. That benefits a lot of fraud, doesn't it? Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take Yatsenyuk. action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> said, That's what won Tuesday. That kind of systemic corruption and this bull dung of missiles in Poland. It's too bad we can't do a forensic analysis of what the missile was and where it came from. I got 50 bucks. Not only says Bankman didn't have pants on, but I got 50 bucks says the missiles made by Boeing. Anybody want to touch that? I don't think you do. In the meantime, I remember eight months ago, and I remember the never Trumper scum Scaramucci, and I remember him talking at the World Economic Forum where Bankman's auntie, his auntie, his favorite auntie, she's a high executive at the World Economic Forum. Now let's hear from a scumbag who's not tall enough to ride Bill Clinton. And what, what, what's, the, what's the important metrics that you would like to be drawing from this to be able to figure out what you know, a, a sustainable portfolio of crypto assets would look like? Well, I mean, the first thing that we did was we bought carbon offsets. We figured out what the size was of our portfolio. Oh, yeah. Did I tell you that all the carbon offsets and all the green Nazi, eco-Nazi bulldung all ran through FTX as well? 
oh yeah, there's a lot here, but I don't see it on the news. Do you? The energy consumption of everything. We bought carbon offsets. That was an immediate thing that we did. Um, obviously, that's not. A- What's a carbon o- carbon offset cost? What's it cost for Scaramucci? What's the markup on it? What does he sell it for? Who gets the money? How did they buy it? Who held the money? What's it worth now? Anybody want these questions answered? I do. Oh, there's a bombing in Poland. Sure there is. Enough, and some people will say, well, that's virtue signaling. So it's not like we did it just for that reason. We did it to make a statement that as the Bitcoin Mining Council and people like FTX are getting involved. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, We did a little curb your enthusiasm in there. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. We want to see a reduction in energy. But where I find myself sitting is in meetings with traditional finance because I'm getting old now. So I'm, I'm at one foot in DeFi and one foot in TradeFi. And the energy consumption in traditional f- finance is just overwhelming. OK, let's take my 85 year old. How can you believe this story? How can you believe anything that comes out of the mouth of these liars? Everything from their green energy boondoggle swindle to the bribery and kickbacks all go through this one punk kid, this child who pretends to be a philanthropist the whole time, enriching the Democrat mafia to the tune of what we now know is at least 70 million and counting. Um, and And by the way. Is the new Republican House, not that I think they're still going to win, believe me, I, I, I think these Democrat roach bastards will cheat for everything. Are they going to just blindly fund this dementia patient with his glazed face and his legacy kickback scheme in a $6,000 suit that he never worked a day in his miserable life? Uh, you know, fully digital uh, you know, way of, of handling payments. And I think that's, you know... Uh, an international one. That that's the core of what we've been, you know, helping to support in in Ukraine. Did we ever find out about the Ukrainian politician and his dingbat wife who were caught with 150 million in their suitcases? Sweep it under the rug. Hey, did you hear there's a bombing in Poland? That is live in Kiev. And what do we know about this report from Poland? And what are the potential implications? <sighs> John, this is the huge, significant event that we're just cracking in just the last couple of minutes. Uh, According to... Hey, did Paul Ryan... This is Fox News. I wonder if Paul Ryan brought him the piece of paper with the story on it. Oh, he's got a mansion, too. Never worked, except he used to drive the Wienermobile. A lot of money in Wienermobile driving. A senior U.S. official, and according to reports on the ground, a Russian missile fired from somewhere off of Ukraine went into Ukraine airspace, but then... Boy, I wonder what the new Senate is going to say. Fetterman's all in. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the old-fashioned World War III clean all this all of this scandal right under the rug that's exactly what this is and i don't give a rip who tells you anything different who it just nipped a little border by poland well poland is a nato country nato declared war nato is funding the ukrainian nazis to go to war with russia good let's get this party started what do you think of that jerky so sick of pretending these idiots are on the right side of things. In the meantime, I'm more interested in the money. But can you talk to us about what 
set up this downfall? Because a lot of people have said, actually, you could see this coming. Billions and billions and billions. He asked for another 37 billion. That will make it over 100 billion to Ukraine. And nobody wants to talk about the wife with the suitcase and 150 million. Nobody wants to talk about the money in Cyprus of Ihor Kolomoisky. Look him up, because nobody else will. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi, dear. Uh, the same people who pretend that Poland was bombed, you know, as a diversion from the FTX huge scandal and the GOP votes getting stolen by these uh, union thugs out in Arizona and PA are the same scum who bombed the AT&T data center in Nashville and pretended it was an explosion. Remember that? Yeah, of course. The same by the way, did you, you know that the unions them? back that, mm-hmm. that dimwit Hobbs, that moron? Yeah. She's right up their caliber with that labor union nonsense. She's just smart enough to be one of their leaders, the dumb, stupid idiot that she is. Yeah, that's who wins. They steal. They lie. They cheat. They're Democrat roaches. And you're going to believe them now. How about Afghanistan? I believed you then. Iraq, how'd that turn out? When have they told you the truth? When? South America, what's going on there? How many coups did we back? How many currencies did we collapse? Yeah, you're telling the truth this time, though. Sure you are. What, am I, a battered housewife? I don't believe a word of it. Steve in Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, great call out by Candace and also Victor Midway yesterday hitting the nail on the head uh, trying to distract from the fraud. But I'll tell you about fraud today. While the market was dipping, guess who saw a really nice jump? Oh, boy. Lockheed it's either going to be Big Pharma Lockheed after a big Martin. settlement or a military contractor. Lockheed Martin, as Ooh. always. You know That's it, good yep. for the one with the rash in her inner thighs yes, that she can never is. get rid of. Liz, Liz Cheney. Certainly is. And one more thing, Sean, about the data going on. Would you say that voting for state treasurer is more or less common than governor? Because in Arizona, the state treasurer got 1.3 million votes. Carrie Lake, Masters, Fincham, and Hamade are all getting 1.1. They've got the algorithms working overtime. And tell your boy Dan and your girl Amy, start talking about it in the morning because they're not doing it. Thanks for the call, as always, Sean. Thank you, brother. I can't, I'm not going to tell anybody else how to do their show. I'm lucky enough to have a show, and I do it my way. And the wonderful people here allow me to do it that way. So I would never try to influence anybody that, that doesn't want to do it. But what I am telling you is when you see those municipal union scum and their signs as they back mafia members, the fix is in because it's billions of dollars that depend on this fraud moving forward and they cannot afford to have it disrupted in the same sense the military industrial complex cannot afford to have their fraud called our foreign policy disrupted and that's why both republicans and democrats loved to cheat trump it was for no other reason than the fact he was not going to move forward with the greatest money maker this country has for corruption the military industrial complex now big pharma is a close second and then there's banking. But we're going to take them on one at a time because these stupid, idiot morons don't fool me for one second. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hello, Mr. Thompson. All right, that's my, uh, <laughs> that's my imitation of your, uh, you know, you got that advertisement. Anyway. All right. Hey, um, before I get to my point that um, – that punk that was basically with all the money and everything, the reason he got away with all that with that, whatever them three letters are and everything, it's because he's a dumb rat. 
he he basically got away with whatever he wanted to do because they protect him. The same reason Bernie Madoff bought off the SEC for 20 years. 20 years they knew about Bernie Madoff. 20 years, they'd go visit him, he'd give the sack to the scumbag, and he'd walk away. And in the meantime, when it's convenient, they throw him to the dogs. Now, this wasn't so convenient, but that's because the fraud couldn't go on. They had too many players, too many people wanted their money, and there was no money. Because this scumbag had washed it, acted as a money laundering service of corruption, political corruption. And he was way over his skis, because he was in the big leagues now. And that's what brought him down. Hey, Sean, do you remember when the uh, ferret uh, was uh, asked all the, the guy running the uh, Department of Injustice? I know he who was you're asked, talking about, Merrick not- Garland, capo in the Democrat, Chicago Democrat Mafia. Did he ever talk about Tony Resco? Nah, he was busy. Go ahead. Yeah, but he was asked, he was asked about, the, um, about the FBI's involvement in January 6th and rang a death. Oh, no, you couldn't find out nothing. But they found out. The, the, the lawyers for uh, Proud Boys and everything found out something very interesting. Just that one group was infiltrated by eight, eight agents from the fascist Bureau of uh, Inj- Injustice. You know, Christopher so, Ray was asked about this today. Did you know that? Christopher no, Ray was asked about this today. Director Ray, does, it, does the FBI have confidential human sources? Um, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even are, now, because that's what you I, told us two years finish? ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's... Ca- what about in the Whitmer kidnapping? How many times do we have to catch up? But now they're telling us the truth today, Craig. They're telling the truth. Hey, Russia hit bomb Poland. It was the act of World War Three. Let's go. Now, everybody ignore all this. Put your flag outside of your house and, and tie it with the Ukrainian flag. Not the Nazi one, though. Be careful you don't get the Nazi symbol because you make everybody mad then. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. I, you know, here's the situation I look at it. This is a serious issue with the Russians. In my opinion, let the U.N. handle this, and we should stay out of there it. There is no isolation. U.N. Hold on here. Let me finish. And furthermore, I think we should stick, get out of the U.N. we got to start thinking about ourselves. We cannot afford to get into any wars, especially another world war. Wow, Robert. Us right. What do you think? I think your call's 80 years too late. There is no U.N. It's a money laundering scheme. We are the U.N. We bribe countries to pretend our dollar of fiat currency is not bastardized and has integrity. And we're losing the world because our political whores have abused it in the way Sam Bankman Freed picks girlfriends. Terribly. Uh, Bob, Crown Point. Hey, Sean. You know, I'm just a clump of cells trying to figure out how to say dummy in uh, Chinese. You know how to do that? Xi Jinping. (laughs) Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I remember watching in Arizona 
Yeah, Katie Hobbs Dimwit. And her her excuses for the, the the late ballot harvesting and the counts. And I thought to myself, boy oh boy, is she gonna get paid off? And she did, she got a state. It's fascinating to me. So you've got Joe Biden, the dementia president. There's no question about it, everybody knows it. Um uh, I can't have trouble reading this. Reuters, uh, the tangent about both. An embarrassment to America. Dementia glazed face, doesn't blink, walks with his hands stiff. Clearly, clearly dementia. And then you've got the genius from Pennsylvania. Exactly. And you've got Katie Hobbs, who never debated, never went on stage. And you don't think this is an appointment? This is a mafia promotion? It, it is beyond ridiculous. And then I have to hear the only, you know, it's very rare. I mean, we have them here, but they're normally, you know, from somewhere else. They eat a lot of fried food. But one of the very rare fat TV personalities from Florida. See, I told you he was going to win bigly. Mm-hmm. But listen, Ron DeSantis barely won in 2018 by 35,000 votes by the skin of his teeth against a black, progressive, little-known mayor from Tallahassee, Florida. It didn't. T- yesterday, he won by 20 percentage points. Why? Because he gamed the system. Because he turned Florida into an unlevel playing field. How they changed that, election laws, making it harder to vote by mail. They paraded uh, a bunch of people, black people, mm-hmm. that they arrested for uh, voting fraud and paraded them in front of national media. He created an election police. It's called voter integrity, Fetzel. You, by the way, read the back of the label on the food you're buying, will you? For God's sakes, you'll be on diabetes, too. We'll be paying for insulin the whole nine yards. Anyway. He made sure that when you voted, you had to be real. You had to have a license. And when you voted by mail, you had to have your address verified. Verified, chubby. That's what he did. And the election police, that's what every state's supposed to do. Maloonhead. Every state is supposed to have voter integrity. But yet... All of the mafia ones. The one with the union signs. Oh, yeah. Keep my bribery contracts flowing. The union fat-ass corrupt mafia that have destroyed every major city where the Democrats rule. When you see those signs up, there are no election integrity rules. None. Same-day voter registration. We'll check later. And then right away you want to verify. Verify, verify, verify. Because you know you lying wretched, corrupt mafia. When you steal something, you got to drive it fast. So make sure you verify all this corrupt election. Make sure you do. Because if you ever audited anything, Joe Biden, he would be in Florida too, in one of those homes where he'd be staring out of the window with Fetterman. Exactly. You guys are brilliant. Roger on the south side. My friend, how are you? Two quick things. This Arizona thing, Okay, Texas is doing as a state anything they can to shore up the border, you know, with the government working against them. But it's from people I know in Tucson now, they're seeing a lot, big, big presence of, you know, crossovers, illegals, immigrants, call them whatever you want. Okay, that's why I believe this Arizona thing was. Let's call them Democrats because that's how they're voting. Go ahead. Yeah, at any cost. Arizona is going to be the pathway to keep bringing these people in, keep 
you know, and if we don't get this house, uh, this Congress thinks, you know, iron brother, up. I'm telling you, they're going to br- they're going to bring a they're going to bring a bill for amnesty for all these people. And just do you know say, anybody like, you're, by, you're hap- by happenstance? Do you know anybody in Arizona? Do you know anybody who lives there? I do. Yeah, well, I, I, I know several. Everybody, everybody. Some of, some of mm-hmm. them are the old Chicago Mafia Democrats. They're right. They cashed yeah. out on their job. They go sit on their ass and they get the mystical, magical pension. <laughs> Everybody knows what the problem is, was that issue of the border, the Sinaloa cartel, the massive, massive flow of drugs killing so many thousands of Arizonans. This is a, yeah. a universal thing. I don't know anybody that wasn't for Kerry Lake shoring up the border. I don't know anybody. And yet here we are once again, because the reality is until you do what this state did, my state, Florida, and until you have voter integrity, this will happen in 24. It'll happen in 26. It'll happen in perpetuity. And why wouldn't it? They're stealing billions. Do you think the FTX story, Ukrainian foreign policy money? And Arizona election is not connected. It's all connected. This is what's on the ballot. The ending of the government corruption versus it going on and enriching the scum. Willing to lie, Mm -hmm. cheat, and steal. Now, if you're a union, listen to me. I got good brother. I I got friends. If you're a union guy, you know what I'm talking about. And I don't blame Mm -hmm. you. But you know I'm blaming that fat pig. Upper echelon in the union mafia, the one who bribes the politician, who drives around in the Buick Roadmaster with his ass all over both seats. You know who I'm talking about. And that has to come to an end. And there is no mystical, magical pensions anymore. I don't give a rip what you think you're entitled to. You don't take somebody's home to pay off your mafia scheme. But they have to keep that lie going. And that's how you get complacency. Because there's more Americans now that want in on that than want to tear it down. Because life is risky. You could be in your 50s, have all your money in FTX because you think theoretically it's an honest thing, and realize it's just another Democrat mafia member laundering money, and it goes BK. But that's what life is. And in the meantime, if it's not, then roll over and be one of those European socialist communist countries, and we're already there. Look at a Democrat area and look at Eastern Europe. It's run the same way. The oligarch names, the families, the inside deals, everybody knows it. I'm so sick mm-hmm. of the unwillingness to talk about it. And now I hear very, very wonderful people, smart people, try to do an autopsy on this election. Well, it was the young people. No, it wasn't the young people. It was the old, No, here's what it was. It was the opportunists of corruption in government, which is the systemic mm-hmm. problem, and they'll continue to thrive. Thank you very much, Roger, for the call. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, the prime example is Georgia. Do you understand who Warnock is? I mean, this is a old-fashioned swindler, a reverend with stealing, wearing $6,000 suits, lying all the bull, right? He's got the investments. He's, he's kicking people out, and they don't care, versus, her, versus Herschel Walker. Now, I don't know much about Herschel Walker, and as you know, I'm not a sports guy. One thing I know about Herschel Walker, first he made the Olympic team in 1980. And was boycotted by Carter and the rest of it. Didn't get to go. Everything he's done has been about this country. Everything he's done. If you look at him through his career, it's about the country. I'm sure he probably didn't want to be a politician. But he's a man in this country who sees the corruption and sees the problem. And now he's being attacked 
for the same reasons that the Democrats put people on the Supreme Court, put people in positions of power. See, because it's not about race. It's irrelevant. It's about protecting La Cosa Nostra and the mafia corruption. That's all it's about. Here, where's a little Warnock? Let's go to this pig. But it is a it is the latest variation on the same kind of blame. He's got that Reverend Bull Dung. It's the same variation. Now give me your money and I'll set you free. You go to heaven and paradise. I gotta be in a plane, you eat cat food, you stupid son of a aiming the victim disease that has America sick in the first place. I submit to you that America has a pre existing condition. It's called racism, it's called classism, it's called bigotry. It's now, this was before he paid homage to the murdering scum in Cuba, communist Fidel Castro. You see, because it's protecting that same philosophy of God's among us in control of everything. And the people don't even care that all he's ever done is lie to the people in a $6,000 suit. They don't care. You have a choice to make. It's a clear choice. What don't you like that Herschel Walker saying? And then the best is they attack him for doing what? For giving money? To somebody for an abortion, which by them is A-OK, which goes to show you even they know their platform is evil and rotten. But they know there's enough dummies to believe the reverend from Bulldog. Called xenophobia, and we need God to heal us of our pre-existing condition. Man, oh man, I don't know what the rules are in the afterlife, but I hope that Odin gives me an axe and tells me, get everybody who used my name to swindle people. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I did see it, honey bunny. Southern Illinois wants to secede. They cannot afford, and when I say they, I mean the Democrat mafia and the municipal union. See, here's the game. They need good people to pay for their swindle. They can't finance their own scum corruption. They can't. That's why they have to hold this together. Because if they could, all of their policies wouldn't be rooted in force. You see, it's simple. We don't want to participate in your schemes, so let us go. No, no, no. So you have this illusion of voting. You have this illusion of a republic. The whole time you have the implementation of Marxism. Progressive tax, property taxes that are not based in ad valorem rules, especially in Democrat mafia hellholes. That's why all you good people are paying tens of thousands more for property that ain't worth jack that you can't sell. So good luck with the secession. The only way you can really secede is to abandon the sewer states that are dumb enough to elect a butter-handed, low-life scumbag. Built like a beanbag with a pumpkin laying on top of it. You now call him governor. Dominic, Glendale Heights. Hey, how you doing, Sean? I'm you know, I'm watching, t- I'm watching TV during the commercials, and these Democrats are telling you how you're going to lose your democracy. But not one Republican stood up there on camera and told people, we're not taking things away from you. And the other problem, these Republicans... They're getting envelopes also. This is the oh, biggest problem we have. Come on. The you Durkins, know? the Bradys. Name the big one. How about the little guy that's now an advisor, Pat Brady, that he thinks he's fr- another guy with the hairdo like Tom Dart, moron that he is. In the meantime, what is he, a lobbyist? How much money? There's no, there's no recession in lobbying and political corruption. 
There's no there's no hard times. There's just good bribery contracts, payoffs, and schemes. Now it's a bipartisan problem. There's no question about it. Which explains how old lady faced Mitch McConnell. He still has the votes if if they won. Did you know that? Now how in the world could senators still have the vote to vote for Mitch McConnell? Married to a Chinese shipping heiress. Same way Kevin McCarthy. Dumb as three people. He's going to be the head of the house if you win. That's why it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is if the people understand and they do what the people in South are, in the south of Illinois want to do, let's secede. Now, I love that movement because what you're saying is I see your corruption and I see the unwillingness to change it. So now you move with your feet. Thank you very much for the call. Phil, Merrillville. Hey, uh, Sean, uh, two things real quick. One is, how is an election considered free and fair and perfectly run when there's a third of the machines basically having errors? And the other thing I like to say is all these uh, Republicans and independents who got a problem with the way Trump talks with tweets and comments, why isn't there ever a word said about Biden the way he talks? And I mean, it's, it's a complete catastrophe. He's calling half the country fascist. The guy could barely get a word out of his mouth, but they focus on any little tweet or comment that happens He's, once in a blue moon. Well, here's the other thing. They call themselves liberal and practice fascism. They call themselves liberal and practice Marxism and socialism and communists. So the real problem, Phil, is the acceptance of the American people for bulldog, for lies, for fraud. I mean, you're electing. I played you that that Warnock clip. How many Republicans are in on that same bull, that same bulldog? How many? Same nonsense. I tell you the truth. You give me your money and you go to heaven. Get the hell out of here. That's the problem. Morons. Morons. Let's get a little bit more of that. But it is a it is the latest variation on the same kind of blaming the victim disease that has America sick in the first place. I- Hallelujah. Nonsense. Veered into eastern Poland and actually I wish we could get Warnock to give us the Polish missile strike. Oh, that would be a culmination of all kinds of lies and skullduggery. Hit a target, not a target, but a site in eastern Poland, killing two people. This is the first time something like this has happened. This triggers all sorts of questions about what... $37 billion was announced before this. Hmm, I wonder who's going to point that out. You think it'll be the new senators? I don't think so either. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest is somebody I'm very interested to talk to. I first heard his name in 2015, sadly. He wrote a book called Lawless. He's written at least six books. He is a university law professor at the 
Antonin Scalia Law School, George Mason University, and he has been teaching since 1985. His name is David E. Bernstein, 95, did I say 85? David E. Bernstein, his new book, Affirmative Action, um, or his new book, Classified, The Untold Story of Racial Classification in America. It's out now. David, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So you've been doing this for quite a while. I remember in 2015 you wrote Lawless. You also wrote another book, uh, The Conspiracy Against Obamacare. Um, your new book is taking on the same kind of philosophy of balkanization, of this misuse of political correct, correctness, the scepter of all tyranny. And I'm wondering, are we making advancements? Because I wish we were having a different title and we were facing a different problem, but it seems to be the same problem we were facing in 2015, is it not? Well, I think, you know, we have two different currents going on. On a grassroots level, I think the U.S. is making great progress in becoming one of the most tolerant societies in the world. We've gone from a situation in 1958 where if uh, when Gallup first asked people, do you approve or disapprove of interracial marriage, and 4%, that's one digit four, said yes, and now it's over 95% and almost universal among the young. We have people come from all over the world, intermarrying, being friends with each other, and so forth. So that's the good news. The bad news is that political forces are trying to bring us in the opposite direction, to ossify these classifications that were invented 50 years ago just to, you know, they really were invented just to have the government collect uniform data, but now every time you register your kid for school or apply for a mortgage or anything else, you have to check a box, and of course interest groups have organized around these classifications, and they want to ossify them and keep us in these different racial and ethnic boxes instead of looking to a future where we're all just fellow Americans. Well, you and I have something in common. I think we're born in the same year. And you and I were not alive during that 1958 census, that 1958 object. We were raised by people with a different view. And uh, we were raised, I know I was, to, to, to judge people by their character, not their, their race or their uh, religion. But yet, the government has not changed its baton its weapon of political correctness against us. And it's now trying to indict me for crimes I didn't commit in the name, ironically, to implement racism against me this this time, in the name of correcting racism I didn't practice. Yet we're in a country based on the Enlightenment and the unalienable rights of the individual, yet I'm finding it hard to use that as a shield against a collective. Yeah, you know, it's really bizarre because the, it's not, you know, of course there's the history of racism and, uh, against African Americans and racism and Jim Crow, but we've gone way beyond that. If, if music classifications was limited to try to rectify that, we can have a discussion, but it's way crazier and more arbitrary than that. So, for example, uh, most people who get affirmative action in the United States now are Hispanic, not black, because there are more Hispanic people in the United States than blacks. Many Hispanic people consider themselves to be white or considered by others to be white, maybe from Spain or Argentina or have Spanish descent from Mexico, but they get affirmative action. On the other hand, there are people from Asia who are quite dark or may be subject to some racial discrimination from India or China. Uh, and they are considered uh, to be overachievers, overrepresented, so-called, in universities, and they face discrimination. So we're not even really talking about just historic uh, uh, issues we're trying to rectify, which would be uh, uh, one issue, but we're actually just sort of arbitrarily putting people into to different classifications that aren't really based on anything except 
decisions that were made 50 years ago in America was a very different country. And every ethnicity has faced some sort of bigotry, both yours and mine have faced bigotry. I'm half Italian, half Norwegian. Italians were not considered Caucasian until 1965. You know the atrocities. Uh, and this is something that America has practiced, yet I don't feel anybody is, 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 is responsible for those, those eras of stupidity, those eras of oppression. And we are now have such a multitude of races. Most of us have people of multiple races in our family. And yet this, this weapon is used, and how do you quantify the harm it has done? The idea of affirmative action in general seems outrageous that in the year 2022 it would be practiced by a government, yet the government is fighting to continue the practice. How do you ever quantify the harm it's done? It's really pretty hard to quantify, but I'll tell you, the, I mean, the second most shocking thing, I can tell you the most shocking later if you want, the second most shocking thing I discovered when researching this book is you say, oh, well, you know, there's affirmative action that's putting us all in categories, setting us against each other. That's inhibiting us from thinking ourselves of ourselves just as individuals, as fellow Americans. But this, this shocking thing I learned is you Google the phrase white racial consciousness. Any of your listeners can check this if they want. You would think that that'd be something that like the KKK, David Duke would be uh, you know, trying to promote. But you Google white racial consciousness, it's a bunch of progressive academics who say that we need white people to think of themselves more than anything else as being white. That should be their identity. You know, not Catholic, not Italian or Swedish, not gay, not whatever it may be, not a sports fan. Their identity should be white. Then they'll, be, they'll realize they have white privilege, and they will then uh, use that privilege to become allies of anti-racism. And to me, this is just insane, right? Human nature, we're tri humans are tribal, are tribal people. We like to be part of a group, whether it be an ethnic group, sports fans, or religious group. If you tell people, hey, think of yourself as being white, and think of other people as being black, and that's your dividing line, in the long run, you're going to think, I want to do good stuff for my group or bad stuff to the other group. What we really need to do is think of each other as individuals, as fellow Americans, as fellow citizens, and it does a tremendous amount of harm to try to get people to uh, think of themselves primarily as being members of a particular ethnic or racial group. You know what else is funny, David? No longer are people thinking of themselves as Americans. The beauty of, of uh, when you and I were in high school, for instance, I went to a, a school that was, uh, it had a multitude of races, and primarily the guys I hung around were, were not of my race. They were from ghetto areas in Chicago. And we had a mission to attack the future. And we wanted to go out as Americans and do the American thing and build families and careers and wealth. And we all had different objectives. And there was a... a, a, a a, a, a team feeling, I'm, the word is escaping me that I'm looking for, but a continuity of goals. And we were not feeling that way about races. It isn't until 40 years later that my children in that same era are now being made aware of this racial divide. And it goes to tell you, people are really not any smarter than they were 700 years ago, are they? They're just dressed differently. Well, look, there's a lot of... People respond to incentives, and so a lot of money right now in dividing people. My, I live in Arlington County, Virginia. Our library 
just brought in Nicole Hannah-Jones of the 1619 Project of the New York Times, who you know goes well beyond just wanting to integrate black history into America. I want to say that slavery is the essence of America, that 1619, when the first slaves came, that that was what America's all about. She has a lot of terrible history that's been re- refuted by you know, legitimate historians to, to, to about uh, you know, slavery built the entire economy, all this nonsense. But in any event, $40,000 for one and a half hour presentation. Ibram Kendi, who, who wrote, you know, the, who has written all these quote unquote anti racism books, and as an academic, I can tell you they're full of all sorts of misstatements of history and facts, and they're crazy ideologically. They, he says Martin Luther King was a racist, Frederick Douglass was a racist. He gets paid even more money. Uh, he has a fancy chair at, Har- at Boston University and a whole center. I mean, there's people respond to there's a lot of money in the in the anti-racism scam right now. David, you are a law professor, a constitutional expert. You have written what I'm aware of of six books, six books of consequence, six books of academic study fact. If I wanted you to come to my cigar store and talk to my friends, what would it cost me? Uh, not $40,000. <laughs> i get you over I'm, for a box of cigars I, and maybe a good dinner. You know, this you, is ridiculous. You know, buy, buy me lunch. Uh, it, I'm probably willing to hang out with you. You seem like a good guy. I mean, David, it's preposterous. And what we have is this new kind of in vogue way to bribe people for speaking. Uh, it doesn't really, it's, it, it's upsetting but not shocking when you see, okay, you wrote a book and you're speaking. When you see these ex-presidents, that have foundations, and they're receiving half a million dollars for going to Wall Street. They receive half a million dollars from going to Ukraine. When you see this, has it, hasn't society just accepted open and notorious bribery so that they take their eye off the real problem, the real systemic problem with America? And it's not racism. It's political corruption. Yeah, you know, and when it comes to uh, some of these academics, look, there's an incentive. If you look at job openings now in the economy, a lot of times they're looking for you know, scholars of critical race theory or anti-racism or people who will advance diversity. I mean, look, I'm not a fire-breathing uh, radical right-winger. I'm sort of a classical liberal libertarian. I've written books about the history of racism in the United States. I'm well aware of that history. I've written probably as much about race as any law professor in the United States in a variety of contexts, 19th century economic regulation, racial classifications today in the book we're talking about classified. Now, since uh, George Floyd in 2020, I've seen all sorts of announcements from law schools all over the country. We want to have a conversation about race. We want to have panels about race. We want to talk about race. I was like, okay, I guess my phone's going to start ringing. I'd be, no, of course not. I haven't gotten a, I've gotten one invitation to one panel on the affirmative action case before the Supreme Court in over two years because they're not really looking to have a conversation. They know what position they want to promote, and uh, they devote resources to that. I'm not you know, bitter about it. I have a great job. I yeah, write books right. that I want to write on. No one's stopping me, but it's really obvious that no one, no one really wants... It's not that what I'm saying is not worth listening to. It's that it doesn't promote uh, the agenda that people have. And the position of individual liberty of living a life of acceptance and tolerance, that's not selling right now. And uh, this really has set the, the trajectory of our nation, and I cannot imagine a way in which it ends well. And the reason it's upsetting me is I walked around with that arrogance of knowing I was part of a society that was based in the Enlightenment 
and the unalienable rights of each one of us and the individual liberty that America is rather than the place. I am starting to believe I was wrong, and I'm hard-pressed to see where it holds up. And I'm wondering if you think that ultimately the Enlightenment, the principles of Americanism, will save the country, or are we headed for the future of a modern Soviet society? Well, look, you know, liberty is always a fragile thing. It's only existed in a few places for a short period of time, and it's hard to tell the future. But I'll tell you this, I really think it's a race between, in some sense, I, you know, I, I, this, this, this may sound too simplistic, but a race between the elite and the grassroots. The elite is really bought into this notion that America is an innately racist society that's in our DNA. Nothing can be done about it, and therefore we just have to divide people into groups and make sure each group gets its share. Very, very much like a you know some sort of caste system, but a fairer caste system than than Tunisia, right? Yeah. Whereas on the grassroots, people are mingling, intermarrying, hanging out uh, more than you know, especially outside, you know, except in elite universities where they have separate dorms. And separate orientations, and the real world people are, Americans become more diverse than ever, we have people from all over the world, and at some point, uh, you know, people will be in enough, intermarried, mixed enough, that a lot of these classifications will be so incoherent that they'll have to go away, and the question is, will that happen before uh, the government gets its way and divides us so much that it reverses the progress, or will, or will the grassroots win out before the elite can screw us over? I'm thinking about writing a book, I've never written a book. But I'm fascinated to write one, and I'm thinking about titling it, I Hate Far More White People Than Any Other Race. Do you think it'll sell? <laughs> uh, it very well might. I mean, you know, there's, uh, <laughs> there's, there's the Robin D'Angelo, you know, white uh, fragility uh, industry. I mean, look, look um, there's lots of jobs. You know, again, uh, the grassroots is doing its job of becoming ever more tolerant. Uh, but there's tremendous, there's so many jobs now coming out of college in DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and most of these people are ideologically off the deep end, but uh, maybe it would be unemployable under normal circumstances. They can work in big corporations, they can work in universities, they can work in government DEI positions. Like I said, the academic positions are all now on you know, race, 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 but not just about race. You can't just be a scholar of race, as I am. You have to be on the right side of things. Uh, you could get these, you know, you lecture at, at, at elementary and middle schools for God knows how much money, you go around, do do your thing. So, um, it's, you know, uh, it said this matter, and, uh, you know, I'll give you another example. This book, I've written, like you said, six books. I've written for university presses. I've written books that have sold well, got a lot of attention. University books tend not to sell that well. I tried to get this book published by University Press. No one even sent it out for uh, uh, for review to other scholars to see if it was worth publishing. I, I went with a small conservative press, which is fine. They've been great. But it was really distressing to me that the academy has become so mono-ideological, so obsessed with just promoting ideas rather than certain ideas, rather than giving everyone a fair hearing that I can't, that someone like me, who, again, I'm not some fire-breathing right-winger. I'm, I'm pretty mired on these issues, really, overall. Uh, I can't even get a hearing from a university press that's published my previous book. Even the places like I've published with Duke University Press, Chicago Press, wouldn't send my book even out for review. And you can say, well, your book wasn't that good, but look, I've got, I'm on your show. I've been in the Wall Street Journal. I've been in the Washington Post. Books got a tremendous amount of attention, just can't get a hearing from the academic world. You just sold one on Amazon Audible. 
That's me. I will be listening to it when I walk on the beach tomorrow. I uh, discovered you, as I told you, in 2015. I'm mad I didn't discover you earlier, but I can promise you this. I'm very interested in You Can't Say That, Rehabilitating Lochner. These are some of the books you wrote. I'm also interested in you telling me uh, the conspiracy against Obamacare, where that goes. Um, Because what you're writing is from the premise of liberty from the premise of Americanism, and that's always interesting to me. His name is Robert E. Bernstein. I wish you the best of luck. And Oh, David, I'm sorry. And I am also very interested in smoking a cigar with you. So that's why I jumped in. I got your name wrong. I wanted to tell you, you're more than welcome, if you're ever in Chicago, to come to my little tiny cigar store where I do not let in any Marxists, any communists, any socialists or collectivists, <laughs> so I give you a moron-free smoking environment. I think that's a pretty good offer. Well, I appreciate it, and, you know, if any of your readers do buy Classified and want to send me a little note what they think about it, I'd love to hear from them. David, I will be li- I will be listening to it tomorrow, and I will send you, it takes me about three days to get through them, I will send you a note. Thank you, number one, for coming on and making yourself self-accessible, and thank you for what you're doing, putting up a fight for Americanism and individual liberty. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, you remember what happened in February 2014? No? The Dune Boss, Ukrainian Civil War. You remember that? Nah, don't worry. Nobody else does. A lot of spokesmen for the military-industrial complex. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Hi. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good. Hey, this whole thing about uh, Poland getting bombed kind of reminds me of a street fight. Guy's getting his butt handed to him, kind of like uh, Russia is, and he hits the guy in the crowd trying to drag everybody into it. So when he loses, he goes, well, it took everyone to do it. It wasn't just one guy trying to save face. Isn't that what, what it reminds me of? Well, but Lloyd, what happened in 2014? Well, you were just saying something about it, the squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't didn't because catch all. Lloyd, here's the deal: what you're what you're, and I understand why you're saying it. Believe me, I do. But none none of that is the reality of what's going on. And there, and I'm going to tell you another thing: your government has been lying to you since the Gulf of Tonkin. And the idea that, that, this, that these that these missiles are Russian. This is listen. I don't believe a damn word of it, and I'll tell you why. I remember in 2014. When Ukrainian government, then led by somebody who was represented by Trump's spokes idiot, uh, the guy that looks like Wayne Newton, Paul Manafort, and was in civil war, embroiled in a civil war, and atrocities of burning people in churches and the rest of it who spoke Russian in Ukraine. And that has gone on since 2014. And I kept wondering, and you could see it for yourself, you could research it, back then Barack Obama running cover for a civil war. Right. Then Trump came in and kind of put an end to it. There has been a civil war in Ukraine since 2014. Allegations of collusion with American Democrat Party specifically, but American foreign policy. Weren't they trying to root out the weren't they trying to root out the Nazi sympathizers also? The Azov Battalion and the tornadoes are part of the Ukrainian government. They're part of it. They've been putting them away for war atrocities in the middle of a civil war as they were, were, were doing atrocities that you, you read for yourself, because you need to do this. But one thing's for sure. 
When the government tells you something, your first, your first reaction should be to be suspicious and then do your own research. Now, I'm not saying Ru- Russia did it. I'm not saying Russia didn't do this. What I'm saying to you is I don't care. Because I remember when the prime minister of the Soviet Union was Nikita Khrushchev and reading, well, I remember reading about him and how his philosophy of America was. I don't want to see one American soldier, one American dollar spent in Eastern Europe. I don't. I want to welcome those people who were oppressed by the ideology of Sovietism. I welcome them all, whether they're Ukrainian or Russian or whatever the case is. But the idea that I am supposed to turn a blind eye to Joe Biden, Barack Obama, the Democrat mafia, and many Republicans, money laundering scheme, a foreign aid policy, to the oligarchs in Ukraine by the name of Ihor Kolomoisky, look that up for yourself, and realize, you know what never gets bombed? Crimea. I mean, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Cyprus, where their money is, where their banking is of the oligarchs. They never get bombed. And did you know after the 2008 banking collapse, do you know where Wilbur Ross went? Immediately to Cyprus. This is not about people. If it was, the atrocities would have been pointed out since 2014. This is about a money laundering scheme. Thank you very much, Lloyd. I appreciate it very much. And it's about some other allegations that seem to be true. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. Ukraine is in an active war zone with widespread bombing, artillery, and shelling. And these facilities, even in the best of circumstances, could easily be compromised and release these deadly pathogens. Now, like COVID, these pathogens know no borders. If they are inadvertently or purposely breached or compromised, they will quickly spread all throughout Europe, the United States. And that was an allegation that was proven true, along with other money laundering schemes and not to mention 70 percent of the money is missing and joe biden wants to send another 37 billion hours before we hear about the bombing i don't buy a lick of it Catherine western suburbs hi how are you splendid how are you um this is off topic but i as i was telling honey bunny but uh um, during one of the newscasts, maybe the last one, um, it was said that Dr. Biden uh, visited Illinois yesterday Wait at our Rolling Meadows. Joe Biden's nurse doesn't get to call herself a doctor. <laughs> Go ahead. I know. I always say that, though, quite in sarcasm. But uh, yeah. um, I have an email that, I, that I'm showing that uh, the administration at the Rolling Meadows High School, I'm not sure of the name of it, but it could be that, um, requested... Whoever, well, it says, dear select students, parents, and guardians, whoever wanted to be in the presence of the Madam um, Madam Biden had to have a, um, a rapid COVID-19 antigen test with a negative test result. Can you yeah. believe this, that they're continuing on this nonsense? I wouldn't have sent my kid anywhere near there's a Democrat scumbag to the level of Jill Biden. So I have That's no sympathy it. for the people who wanted to send their kids to go watch the usurper's wife. Thank you very much, Catherine. Mm-hmm. She's finally where she belongs, the sewer of Illinois where government corruption is welcomed and supported. Cream Puff, Jim. Oh, yeah. Man. Hi, Sean. Today's the How 15th. Are you? Did, you get the, did you get the kickback? Today's the 15th. I, I, I looked in the mail. I looked in the mail, but oh. nothing was there. Not uh, it was a real, dis- a real disappointment. I'm just thinking, there's eight, there's 8 billion people on the planet. 
Yeah. Let's say there's a let's or let's say there's a civil war. What side will you be at? Who me? I'm always going to yeah, be on you. the side of I'm going to be on the side of liberty, and I'll be in the front row, so I won't last long. But many of my ancestors well, were in the front row, and they made it. I'm always going to fight for liberty. I'm going to fight against the mafia. So if you're, I will be. I don't think there will be a civil war. There'll never be a war the way it is. There's always one now, and I'm on the I'm on the side of the earners. I'm one of the pigeons that has to fund that check you're waiting for. No, I don't Seriously, yeah. seriously, if there was a. Uh, let's say there's a civil war. Yeah. If there's a civil war, what side would you take? I, I, America, baby. That means I'm, not, I'm against Biden. Biden is in America. Biden's the cancer in America. Biden is 50 years Biden, of corruption. 50 Biden, years Biden, of Biden, foreign Biden, policy Biden, fraud. Biden, no, no, let me, Biden, listen to me, Sean. Yeah. Biden's an Irish Catholic. Yeah. He believes in Almighty God. And he's not going to take, whatever he says he's going to take, he's going to take the same Almighty God. First of all, and, Irish and, Catholics that believe in Almighty God at least admit that God has a sense of humor because he shorted them in the trial. <laughs> so I will be on the well-indied side fighting what, for liberty. You're always, always hitting below the belt. You, you, I know you're from my There's got to be an explanation for Jill Biden's expression on her face. And that's all I could come up with. Thank you very all much. Right. Ross in Oak Forest. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, good to talk to you. I just want to talk about uh, your last caller on the constitutional law. And as we look at constitutional law, there are several simple things outlined in the Constitution. And, like, one of them that stands out to me is no debt shall be payable in other than gold and silver. We've gotten away from that. And... The other Ross. one is any any rights not here in shall be reserved to the rights of, or to the states Correct. To, to determine. And one of the, um, not outrages, but uh, disagreements I have is the outrage with people around the overturning of Roe v. Wade because there's nothing in there around abortion. Therefore, that decision should go to the state, shouldn't it? Absolutely. Well, you, you feel the exact same way the Supreme Court justices do, Ross. But here's the thing yeah. you have to understand. Collectivism is unconstitutional by the way you read the Constitution. So it has to be circumvented. It has to be bastardized. So the, the entire thing we're fighting, what are we fighting? We're fighting collectivism versus the individual liberty that's uh, expressed in, in the founding documents, be it the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution. If the Constitution were abided by, can you name a government policy that would be constitutional? Go ahead, think about it. There's no, not one. No, no, I, no. There's I not one. No. Social Security, unconstitutional. Progressive it tax, is. unconstitutional. Government creating debt and then, and then calling the revenue it receives from the debt as as revenue unconstitutional you have a money laundering scheme you have a, you have a you have the, the the entire what what policy and i mean this what policy is constitutional find one and i'll agree with it thank you very much ross that's going to be hard for a guy like ross see because he's literal and literally the american government is practicing unconstitutional policies against the american people for the american people Read the Soviet Constitution if you want to know the future. That's the path we're going on. See, they had a very, very extensive Constitution. Very, 
uh, uh, democratic. Oh, they voted for it. It's called mobocracy, which is also unconstitutional. Bill in Des Plaines. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime, brother. Hey, uh, quick footnote on the doctor there. If she's married to that ass, she's got to have an honorary doctorate in uh, proctology. Yeah, she needs but, she uh, needs a degree, that's for sure. Did you ever read the yeah. book of her ex-husband? Did you ever read that book? So the ex-husband she was a donor. Was, was a big, the ex-husband was a big donor to Biden when he was a senator. They were very good yeah. friends. And yeah, the, he gets a, a, a call from somebody who was involved in a car accident with his Corvette. And he says, listen, you said, you, did you, you know what I'm talking about? He said, you were going to call me. And you didn't call me. You ran into my car. I want it fixed. It was, he thought Joe Biden was the owner. Joe Biden was stooping the wife of the donor who now is called Dr. Jill. That's the first lady. In my neighborhood, that's called a gumad, a tramp. A side bro. Now yeah, I know. it's I the know. first lady. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I got a, you know, Illinois. All right. This place is pretty much gone. So, I mean, these people are nuts. They can't afford Thanksgiving. Yeah. But they can get they can get an abortion. That's how dumb they are. I think every Republican and conservative ought to just turn every vote for the craziest liberal you can find. Yeah. The outcome will I be mean, the same. Well, no, I mean, give them full control. There's very few fighting them, but, I, I mean, how much abuse does this state have to take? I say turn everything Well, here's off. what you got to know, and this is going to really upset you. Every By the month, way, I'm moving to Wisconsin. Good for you. But every month since Joe Biden has usurped the office of the presidency, there has been what's good called an emergency word. allotment to welfare roaches. Last sure. month was 1300 This month is 1300 they're not feeling the pinch of inflation. You are, Bill. And I am, and Squirrel, and Honey Bunny, and all the good people, all the working people. Those people who would vote for the senators uh, uh, like this, they got 1300 well, All you got to do well, is vote for it. It really is campaigning. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is. Bribery to vote for the mafia. How you doing? They gave away turkeys. That's right, Senator. Happy Thanksgiving, Senator Fetterman. I'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Man, you get that in your head, you can't get it out. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? It's going to stick with me all night again. Harry Las Cruzas, New Mexico. How you doing, Sean? Harry, I love that you call me from New Mexico with the mountains and the desert. Beautiful. You got a hat on? Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to be a Chicagoite. So. Oh, well, sure. You get the hell out of here when you can. I love that. I'm proud of you. I, that's, that's what I did. I mean, uh, when COVID hit, it gave me a chance to pull a few things together and get on my I love high horse and get the heck out. But anyway, I just wanted to point out that you, you mentioned earlier that the progressive income tax was unconstitutional. That is not correct because no. they passed a, the, the 16th Amendment in 1913 that permitted a progressive income tax. It took an amendment to do that. The battle cry at the time to pass it was it's only a 2% tax on the top 2% and they swore it would never go up. The very next year it went up. What it did is it gave politicians the opportunity 
to take from those who produce, trickle it back to a much larger group who don't produce, while they make sure they keep, you know, they pocket plenty for themselves. And that's, from, that's been the game ever since. And it's the number two plank in the Communist Manifesto, of which Woodrow Wilson was a big proponent of. He wanted to backdoor, yeah, so it, backdoor, yeah. backdoor implement an unconstitutional law. And you're right when you say they. But I always like to go back to they, right? Because what history shows us, if you get a bunch of corrupt men in a room, you could get them to do anything. So I'm just going on the, on the, on the actual practice of how it was a lie you know you, you pass a law and you lie you lie to the people right. right like the affordable care act and the rest of it and in the meantime who gets hampered with it not the people on the inside people on the outside and now that has yeah. spread my favorite story about arthur cotton is the land that illinois specifically stole from him it's called hidden lake now off of uh i think it's 22nd and it's amazing when you see where the government stole from somebody because he simply was good at making money. And then you realize how willing his neighbors were to watch him be ruined. And you understand the beauty of Marxism is that it taps the covetous of man. It's a wonderful thing. Harry, thanks for calling. I really do appreciate it. You know how much I do. Thank you. And in the meantime, let's just go. Come on. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? By the way, that's six months from being out of the White House. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So when I saw the title of this book, I said, Honey Bunny, see if we can get this author. I was lucky enough to get him. Turns out he's a former appointee to Donald Trump's President's Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition. He's been receiving top doctor awards since 2003. His new book, Medical Politics, How to Protect Yourself from Bad Doctors, Insurance Companies, and Big Government. Well, that that seems to be something we all need to know. His name is Dr. Stefan Soloway. Is it Stephen or Stefan? I always butcher names. Dr. Soloway, Steven. how are you? Yeah, I'm terrific. Thank you for having me. Thank you for writing the book, because this seems oh, to be it, an atrocity it, we're going through. Oh, God, it, you know... Every patient I see, uh, it's like I have to stop for 20 minutes to write a soliloquy to the insurance company begging for medicine, and then I have to bring the lawyers on staff to beat them up. And I'm a, I'm a fighter. My patients get what they need. There's no negotiating at this place. Uh, if you need the right drug, I get you the right drug. The insurance company, they they say, oh, we, we have a formula. And I say, well, my oath is to... You know, give the patient what they need, not what's going to save you money. I don't care what money you spent. The patient bought their insurance, or, you know, they have whatever insurance they have. I've actually had people from insurance companies tell me, if you want that patient to get that drug, you tell them to pay more for their insurance. And I said, sir, that's not my problem. If I agree to take the insurance, you have to agree to let me not only get paid, you have to agree to let me treat them properly because my name is on the prescription, not yours, and otherwise I will sue you for practicing medicine without a license. 
Oh, I like that. You know, Doc, this is something that we all knew was going to happen when the implementation of what I believe is the greatest cornerstone of Marxism and socialism and government takeover of the medical sector, Obamacare, was passed. This is something we know. In well, fact, we have socialized medicine. It's just that most people don't see it, smell it, or taste it. They just don't. They don't understand that every time you're told no, it's because you don't fit in the socialist model. We, we, and you're right. It's you know, if you want to get really technical, you got that cuckoo had the four terms. Um, the guy in the wheelchair, FDR. FDR, yeah. So he started it. Then you got Lyndon Johnson, who you know he pushed it along. And Obama just just sealed it with um, sealed it like they put the Chinese in their apartments with the uh, welding them in. He you just know, some, welded in this garbage plan. And you know it chased away. I know this. I have a family friend who I I mean when I say brilliant, he was unbelievably brilliant doctor. But he was a, a mom and pop doctor. He used to have a place you'd go to him and he'd tell you how much money you have on you. He was a great guy. But when the implementation and the bureaucracy and the amount of money you guys had to spend on just complying with the regulations. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I mean, he, he basically, you know, he was he was not old, but he was older and he had done well in his life. He said, I'm out of here. Well, it turns out 50 percent of doctors, 50 percent of hospitals, the hospital where my both my kids were born, gone. This is a commonplace. The the wreckage done afterwards is something that only somebody with your character, your backbone, your your willingness to argue with morons can can navigate. And you've chased out how many good doctors, good nurses, good health care providers, and you can't quantify it, can you? First of all, there are no more good nurses. Every nurse is told you are to document everything there is to document, but what if the patient rings the bell? I don't care. Document. What am I documenting? They're documenting, um, oh, the patient didn't want to take their medicine or the blanket is no good. They're not seeing the patient. It's not like old school where the nurse really knew you, she cared about you, and it's not like old school because your family doctor, you know, your friend, he doesn't go to the hospital anymore. The hospital bought up all the practices, and they hire these nine-to-five guys who left Dunkin' Donuts or something, and they, they show up at the hospital, and they babysit for you, and they don't know you. They don't want to know you. As soon as the shift is over, if you're dying, you better hope the next shift comes quick, because otherwise you'll just be dead. And that's what they want, I think. They want you to pay your copay but not get any treatment. And it's very sad. This illusion of health care and the right, and you hear this story argument by degenerates who want to shoot drugs and all kinds of stuff but here's the here's the problem where you're going to say this guy's a jerk and i'm going to tell you what i mean by this i've done my own research nikolai tesla 87 years old isaac newton 84 the list goes on of notable people galileo in born in the 1600s lived to 78 sigmund freud cokehead made it to 83 i'm going to tell you what I don't think we've made any progress. I think it's all an illusion of safety, of hope. Uh, and I don't think it means a lick. I think human, human beings can live uh, up until how they abuse themselves and how they treat themselves. I don't think that we've made m- amazing advancements. I don't. What do you think? I like to say that the warranty on your parts is up when you're 30. Your engine light might come on when you're 50 or so. And um, with, a, with a normal lifestyle, meaning um, you eat three meals a day, you have a job, you 
go to the library or the racquetball court or something, yeah, you can live to be 100. But that's because of luck. And um, sadly, the advances that are made, they're not meaningful. They're the creation of fake work. So uh, Motrin has been duplicated by, you know, 30 or 40 companies. And, of course, there's billions involved with each drug. Well, so my idea was, why don't we just stop at three Me Too's, and why don't we force the next guy to take his money, and if you cannot um, take a novel approach towards brain cancer, pancreatic cancer, which is close to my heart, Parkinson's disease, close to my heart, Alzheimer's disease, close to my heart, there has been no progress in any of these diseases, not one scintilla or any word you want to use, none. Um, it's but very there has pitiful. been billions, billions and oh. billions and billions. It, it's called fake work created by creative lobbyists who are saying, look, they repatented the drug. We got to give them another 20 years. Well, my, my, my suggestion on these very expensive drugs well, why don't you just make the patent 50 years, but you're not allowed to charge, you know, close to your price. you got to cut your price by 60%. The bastardization of this idea, and I'm a property rights guy. I like the idea of patents. I do. Yeah. But the, the bastardization and the manipulation in it is criminal. And you've it got is. This, you've got this big pharma complex that makes Lockheed Martin say, whew, I wish we were in that. And it, You're it, not kidding. It drives me nuts. How can we combat it? Well, um, it, start, it all, you know, what, what do they say? It, something with an S. Uh, it always flows downhill. Yes. So it starts at the top, and um, you have to go to the top, although right now nobody is living at the top because uh, you got a couple of um, uh, people, bottom dwellers that are uh, writing notes and passing them to the guy at the top. But there has to be real change. Um, there really has to be a law that says you're not allowed to make a Me Too drug when there's a disease that has no treatment at all. So if you're going to spend and waste, you know, $5 billion, you're going to do it on a disease that we have nothing for. We're not going to let you make another drug or get a patent extender just to rip off the people. That's crazy. Every year... um there is a promise by government, ironically enough, to, to fix all of these ailments that are close to your heart. You as a doctor and, my, and me. Yeah, but you have to promise. Otherwise, you don't get votes. Doc, you worked in it. You saw it. Is it as hopeless? And I hate saying this. But ultimately, I don't want to tell anybody a lie. I don't want to be a Pollyanna. When I look at both sides of this debate, both sides, it takes a brave man to sit up there and say, we're all going to die. Let's try not to ruin it for the next people. But yet that's the only solution, and nobody has the courage to say it. What do you predict will happen with Obamacare? You see the promise of it continue to get funding in the face of its own failure, in the face of its own fascism. Do you think ultimately um, we stand a chance, or are we going to go to this utopian hellhole of the places like the Soviet Union and Cuba and all the rest of it? Well, first of all, we literally do have just about the same as Cuba and Venezuela and the Soviet Union. It, I'm being serious. Um, you come to my office, I prescribe a drug, you can't get it. Why? You're not allowed. Why? Because the insurance company says so. Why? Because the government empowers them. 
So let's talk about the reality that we're in and you know how can we help what we have. Well, we've got 100 million people on Medicare, Medicaid. We've got 200 million people on private insurance, which leaves 30 million people uninsured. Um, of the 30 million people uninsured, we can immediately insure 15 million because 15 million people that are on Medicare, Medicaid are also on VA insurance. Nobody needs two insurances. You can't eat at the same. You can't eat at two restaurants at the same time. So you shouldn't get your cake and eat it too. You shouldn't be allowed to see your private doctor and then just go to the VA to get free meds. So we can eliminate uh, half of the uninsured people, which leaves us five percent uninsured people. So there's two ways to go. With those five percent, you can expand. Um, you can expand the system by saying, and I don't like this idea, but it's an idea. You say, you know what? You have to work until you're 70, not 65, and then the system becomes solvent again. But the money's available so the government can steal it again. You know, if, if Bill Clinton would have signed the Patient Care Act, a lot of problems may not exist. But since he didn't, nobody has their doctor, and the doctors quit, and everyone quits, and nobody likes being a doctor. We're harassed, and, you know, we're reprimanded like children. But the other thing is for the 5 million people or 7 million people that would be left uninsured, how about we insure them instead of handing out uh, lollipops and cookies and driver's licenses to all these people flooding the border? Yeah. But the other thing, too, with the insurance, Medicare and Medicaid, $600 billion has been stolen. Fraud. That's the key. Stolen, stolen, stolen. Stolen. So don't you have to fix that hole before you pile people in the boat? Yeah, but you got to make somebody accountable. And, you know, you really have to charge somebody with treason and say, look, you're going to get hung. You've stolen almost a trillion dollars. Yeah. Well, I love that. I don't think it's going to work. And then the other problem you have is that apparently the fountain of youth is Washington, D.C., where no one dies. They're all a thousand years old. Oh, please. <laughs> you know, I wish that uh, Mitch McConnell would consider Botox or something. Maybe he oh. can't afford it. Oh, lady face. And I, I'm going to oh, guess that the lovely Chinese shipping heiress is with him because of that straw jaw, jawline. Good the, Lord. And, but, and can, you beat, can you beat the face of John Fetterman? Oh, I love it. I love it. Inmate, a, inmate, inmate number 123 of Pennsylvania. But this system that these guys are a part of has a money laundering scheme going on that is... Un, bigger, un, bigger, than, bigger than most know. And you look at the, the insurers. Why don't we go after... You know, everybody wants to go after bankers, and I'm fine with that when they're crooked and all the rest of it. But you have Blue Cross Blue Shield. What are their profits like since Obamacare was implemented? Billions. And, and, and by the way, so I fight them. So um, I'll give you an example, and this is what other doctors have to do. Blue Cross will reject a claim that I submit. So I call the guy on the phone, and I say, look, you rejected the claim. Well, yeah, that's not on our formulary. I said, well, I'm not interested in your formulary. I said, I'm the guy signing the prescription, and we're going to use what I want because I'm the one in charge. And they say, well, no, 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 it's not on formulary. I said, look, if you're going to tell me to use something that I don't want to use, I'm going to have to sue you for practicing medicine without a license because I'm the guy who's signing the prescription. And if something goes wrong, you, yeah, but you're nowhere. You're a desk guy. You're, you're a paper pusher. I'm the one who's actually signing the prescription with my license on the line. So I win a lot of these battles because you can't argue with that logic because it's logical. No, right. But do you win or does the does the law industry win? Does the uh, how much time? I have, are yes, you... I, I have I have to pay lawyers and I waste a lot of time, but I don't lose the battle for the patient. 
Well, I love that about you, but your willingness to do things you shouldn't have to do is where... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, they waste so much of my time. They waste... Listen, you know what? If I wasn't... uh, I shouldn't say. If I'm 59, I'm too young to retire. Okay? It has nothing to do with money. I'm too young. If I was 89 or 79, I'd say, man, this sucks. This is horrible. Yeah. I don't want to be a patient. I don't want to be a doctor because nothing is done right on the benefit of the patient. Nothing. It's all done financially. In fact, when these now, characters want to... Now, what if you're 29? Wanna... Now, if you're 29, you need something. Oh, is a doctor? Would you go? You would have... you be a doctor again if you were 29? Knowing what I know now, I'd have to be because it's so much fun. But <laughs> you'd have to be so, you have to be self-employed. My God. Once, once you take a job for a healthcare system... You, you now belong to the socialized system. You're Your not slaves. allowed to refer out of the system. You're not allowed. You must be self-employed. If all doctors would remain self-employed, we would not be in the mess we're in. But yeah. the government has given so much money to the hospitals to keep these people, you know, prisoners at the system that you're a prisoner of the system. Yeah. I mean, these, these guys are working, worrying about, my God, I spent 16 minutes with a patient, not 15. They're going to dock my pay. I might get fired. And, and, and you know what? They're really scared. And it's it's true. I've seen people get fired for the stupidest things. You know, they'll they'll bring up some human resource violation, which you know, thirty years ago, when I was you know when I was uh, you know at that stage of my career or whatever, there was no such thing as human resources. If you did something wrong, somebody would come down and say, "Hey, you know, you you did that wrong. Don't do it that way. Do it this way." Then there wouldn't be any papers and you know garbage. Yeah. Just you know, just talk about it and learn. It the trajectory of where we're headed is what. Uh sickens me the good news is there are people in the system that want to fight it the bad news is we keep sending politicians to change it and there's enough lobbying money to buy them off that's the part i think we need to attack it's always the money it's always the incentive and they're willing to short you to enrich themselves so first of all you want to fix that one term and you're done there's no such thing as a career politician because if there is corruption will never ever ever stop well, Doc, it's impossible. I, you make me mad that I don't live in New Jersey. I don't go to doctors, but if I did, it would be somebody with your hey, character. You, you tell me, how did Obama never make more than two or $400,000 a year? How the hell does that guy have 40 acres in Hawaii? He's got a $10 million house in Washington. God knows what he has in Manhattan. And he's got Secret Service the rest of his life. Doc, we're from Chicago. Hear? This is Chicago. Tony Roscoe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're, you're in, you are the swamp. I mean, my Tony God. Tony Roscoe had the fudge. I'm in the real estate business. Tony Roscoe had the, had the transfer property that he bought in his name because Obama couldn't qualify for the loan. He co-signed the loan. Laid on his car payment. Now you're worth $600 million? Come on. Come on, Doc. You know what that's I mean? 600 million, that's $600 million that's published. It's probably $2 billion. Oh, yeah, who knows? But the good news is at least you're out there putting up a fight. And I'm going to tell you what, you give a lot of people hope. Because what happens is you start to think that everybody's in on the scam. When you see it this obvious, you start to really think that everybody is in on the scam. And it's nice to hear a doctor who's putting up the fight that we wish so many people would. That's why I love having you on. I want to tell you this is the first time you're on, but it won't be the last. I want everybody to go out and buy the book. Now, badmedicinebook.net is where they can get a signed copy. Is that how it works? In fact, yeah, badmedicinebook.net. You can get either one of my books, and if you buy it uh, through that, you'll get my secretary. I will personalize the book to anyone who orders it. And I want you to know that the last chapter of each book 
is a patient guide to rheumatoid arthritis, gout, lupus, and some of the more common rheumatic diseases. So I wanted to put it out there that patients who are not getting answers from their doctors, which is becoming more and more a problem, can actually get some very practical information and advice. Um, my YouTube channel has 2,000 people from out of the United States and 1,000 from the United States, and it's just flooded with questions or comments saying, you know, thank you. For 10 years, I've had a doctor treating my lupus, but nobody ever explained anything to me. Now I understand. I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm a doctor for the people. I love that. And I'm going to tell you right now, I want to double that tonight. And where do we go to the, sign up for the YouTube channel? Um, Stephen, Stephen with a PH, Soloway, MD, and that's it. Well, Dr. Stephen Soloway, you have made um, me optimistic in the future. I love the idea that there are doctors that know it's a scam, know what they have to do, and abide by the Hippocratic Oath. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, good pull, kid. Excellent song. We are aware of the press reports alleging that two Russian missiles have struck a location inside Poland near the Ukraine border. I can tell you that we don't have any information at this time. I don't know. It might have been the Azovs that fired them. God knows they're morons. Ron, Melrose Park. Hi, Ron. All right. Ron, you there? Ron's not there. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Good kid, how are you? Good. What I want to talk about is the speech that Trump is going to give tonight. Yeah. Um, what I think he should do is just keep it short and ask the American people if they were better off when he was uh, the president, if they were in a good place. And if they were, he would like the opportunity to get them back to that good place. And if not, the Democrats are going to keep destroying the country through their lies and their cheating and their terrible policies under uh And under what Joe makes you think, and this is a, a I, I'm, not, I'm not combating you, I'm asking you a question. What yeah. makes you think that the outcome, after what you've just lived through, what you just saw in Arizona, what you saw in Pennsylvania, like this, here we go. Now, one Pennsylvania state representative was unable to celebrate his midterm victory, because he's dead. And this? What makes you think the outcome would be different? Well, I understand that because we talked about that last week, how they were going to steal some of these key, uh, key elections. Yeah. But I think at least we'll have a chance if he gets back in there, or even DeSantis gets in there, to try, I, to, I, I, try I, to turn this around a little bit. Brother, come on. It's like we're related. I, I'm, I get it. But what makes you think the results will be different? See, it doesn't matter. This is what this is the argument they want us to have. It doesn't matter. You could could run George Washington resurrected. Run him. It doesn't matter. The system has been corrupted. I appreciate it, brother, very much. Thank you very much. Kevin, Austin, Texas. 
Sean, what happened to that optimism that you get after you speak to your uh, to the? I, the I have optimism in you the feel future optimism? of Florida, Tennessee, <laughs> Texas. Right. I have I have so, optimism in the future of the twenty two states that are not infiltrated with the mafia, La Cosa Nostra, the Democrats. All right. I got it. Right. So okay, but, so what I'm doing right now is I'm on my way. I became a precinct captain down here uh, just to. Just to get involved, and I hope more people do that. It doesn't it cost you just a little Beto bit. Beto O'Rourke got beat you know? like he walked in the wrong tavern. You don't he have anything to worry because, about down there. He got beat because people got involved in the precinct level. He got beat because the they practice some assemblance, some of voter integrity. Until you have voter integrity in the key swing areas that put in this morphodite, this short in the pants gypsy. You're not gonna. You're not gonna win. So you could run around with you're your hair on fire. I mean, here I could say I went to a, I, I went to I went to a restaurant this afternoon. It was like a committee meet, meeting. Everybody believed in American principles. The argument might have been over nuances, but there are Americans here in Illinois. Those are not Americans. Those are Marxists. In Pennsylvania, those are Marxists. And it's those government gangsters. That no, that are playing by the rules, and they're the ones that winning. No, 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 the, no. The GOP, they're, yeah, they're that's exactly what it is. Corrupting the rules. The rules are their no, weapons no, they, to secure La Cosa Nostra. And I'll tell you what, you heard the girl from from Navarro. She's calling voter integrity rigging the system because she is a fat, cheating Democrat pig, and that's they what you're up against. Rule. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go. Here we go. Yeah, I told you he was going to win bigly. Mm-hmm. But listen, Ron DeSantis barely won in 2018 by 30. 30- now, do you know why he barely won? Because the queen from Tallahassee was a capo in the Democrat mafia who had all the union wannabe scumbags that wanted to do to Florida what they did to New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Illinois and California. He had all the college communists. He had all of Broward corrupt fraud, voter fraud county. He had all of Miami-Dade. So after he won by an overwhelming margin that through cheating, they couldn't cheat their way to victory, they then shored up something called voter integrity. How? What was the big radical move? If you wanted a ballot, you had to show an ID. That's all he did. And now he won by a margin that is a record, over 20 points in Florida. And that, to this Democrat cheating whore, is rigging the system. 5,000 votes by the skin of his teeth against a black, progressive, little-known mayor from Tallahassee, Florida. It didn't... T- Who, after the election, was caught in a Miami hotel room with a male prostitute playing naked leapfrog, only none of them quite make it over. And a pound of blow... Drug addict, Ta-da! scumbag, also known as a Democrat. Yesterday, he won by 20 percentage points. Why? Because he gamed the system. Because he turned Florida into an unlevel playing field. Unlevel for who, whore? Unlevel for Democrat cheating scum that thrive in sewers of corruption they run. 
They changed election laws, making it harder to vote by mail. They paraded uh, a bunch of people, black people, that they arrested for uh, voting fraud and paraded them in front of national media. He created an election police. They arrested cheaters. And what difference does it make what color they are? You know, I wonder if it matters to these two black people what color it was for the scum that shot. Police are saying that the vehicle rolled up to that Chatham gas station. Two people got out of it, fired on that victim, killing her and then pulled off. Now that victim has been identified. She's 48 year old Travia London. She was shot around nine last night near the corner of 79th and Maryland in the Chatham neighborhood. Police are telling us Travia and a 17 year old boy were standing outside of the Falcon Fuel gas station when a silver vehicle approached him. Doesn't matter that the perpetrators, the shooters, were black. All that matters is the election fraudsters were black. You see, I could play this game with you, fetzo. You haven't outsmarted anybody. After all, you can't read the calorie count on anything you stuff in your pie hole, slob. I'm too fat. It's disgraceful. And you have to play these, these games where these vindicators of righteousness all want to turn everything into a ghetto hellhole. Where uh, dead people win elections. Now, one Pennsylvania state representative was unable to celebrate his midterm victory because he's dead. Democrat Anthony DeLuca passed away last month at the age of 85, but that wasn't enough. No standards among Democrats. After all, look who's in the White House. Um, uh, I got hard trouble reading this. Because you're an idiot with dementia, you short-in-the-pants Irish gypsy. Ron, Melrose Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing fair to Midland. All right. But I just had, hey, I just had an adventure at the VA hospital. I need to tell you about it. All right. First of all, my doctor informed me don't get any form of the COVID shot nor the vaccine. I'll be boosters, I'm sorry. Boosters. Now, the problem was I did, like a dummy, get the first and the second shot. After I received the second shot, Sean, I developed nodules on my lungs. Oh. Now, they seen it on CAT scan, all that. And the only thing they could come up with, it was some type of negative reaction from the COVID shot. Right now, naturally, naturally, uh, they're not going to post this, generally speaking, because they still want to push the death jab out there. But there are many people, I figure I'm not the only one, that actually are surface, well, we're, we're developing negative reactions to this thing. And they haven't yeah. studied it enough. Yeah, and the problem is, as far as the VA goes, um, now nah, they, what they're gonna do is pass the buck, all right? Yeah. When it comes down to stuff like that, Marie, you they're, have they're, been used as a test dummy since you were eighteen years old. You're gonna believe what the government told you, my man? Come on. You know what? You're right, Sean. You're hundred percent right. I was a yes man, yes sir, yes sir. Then I realized, all right, then I realized I would be a better leader once I started saying no, sir. Yeah. And and then it became, I guess you could call it an internal battle, 
Yeah. You know, every time they would say something that was a secret, I said, why is it a secret? Everybody should know this. You see what I'm saying? I but that's this. what we got here. I'm pulling for you because I know if anybody could beat it, it's you. Now, you take care of yourself and you stay in touch with me. I want to know how you're doing. We got a deal? You know what? That's a deal. I need to find out the cigar shop location. You come by me, 114 West Park Avenue. You stop there Friday. I'll see you there. Come in the morning. 114 West Park Avenue. You take the train. I'm 40 steps off the train in Elmhurst. You come by. All right? 114. Okay, one more time, Sean. 114 West Park Avenue. You come there. I got it. I got you. All right. I can't wait to see you. All right, you take care of yourself. When I get back, Tom, you're up after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I don't don't understand how people... By the way, Squirrel, do yourself a favor. You you know how you, you always are questioning my referring to Vietnam. There is a YouTube video, a guy by the name of Bill Earhart, spelled with an E. I want you to look at this guy who is a Vietnam veteran, Marine Corps, and I want you to understand how many lies our government has been telling us for 70 years, 60 years. How willing they are to lie right to our face. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. If their lips are moving, it's a lie. The information coming out of Washington, D.C., promoted by Pravda for the mafia called media, it's a lie. Do not believe a word of it. I know you can't say it. I don't give a rip. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos. Sean, I was texting the people close to me on Wednesday or Thursday that Cary Lake and Laxalt would, they were winning, they'll lose just enough to get past, yeah. and then they'll call the race. Why is this so, uh, you have smart listeners, Dan and Amy have smart listeners, uh, let's be elections judges, what's, what's President Trump going to say? Why is it so hard for them to believe they're being stolen? This has gone on since 2020. When do anomalies stop being anomalies to these people and to realize they're getting ripped off? I have to tell you, I have the opposite experience. I don't know a person that doesn't think this election wasn't stolen. I don't know one that thinks it's legitimate. And when I hear those, you know, people on media defend it, they're avoiding the conversation rather than defending the outcome. I don't want to talk about the outcome. I know what the outcome is. I know what it was six months ago. I told you what it would be. The Democrat mafia areas will, will hold. They will produce victories. And all you got to do is look at these areas. Look at that fat slob, the fat slob from Nevada with his face on his chest. Come on, hey, how you doing? I don't think I don't think the Republicans gonna make it. We're doing a count. Never forget Al Franken. They found 680 votes in his car, in a girlfriend's car. What are you kidding me? You have to be a moron. But then again, look who they produce. Senator to you, squirrel. That's Senator Fetterman now. And that is definitely not a tumor. 
All right, it might be a tumor on his neck. See you tomorrow, 21 hours. Just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.